day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. We're back with episode 43 of Shot Talk. It's Jennifer and Carrie. And we're here to recap 417, um, which was a very intense episode that brought up ghosts from the past and allowed relationships to shine. Um, and some to kind of be like questionable, I guess, too. Um, there were a few heartbreaking moments for some as well. And then we were hit with the promo for next week. And wow, boy, oh boy, did we get served in like a 15 second clip. Yeah. That I feel like we're all just clowning over. I don't know. I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic about it. But I'm also like, you know, I, I, I literally I work hard. I deserve this. <laughs> yeah, I literally put up my tweet like right after I was like me praying that we don't get clowned. Like, oh my God. Like, yeah. I hope not. But um, it's been a busy week in the rookie universe. Like, there's been a lot of news. And we haven't recorded for two weeks, but like all of this news has just dropped like within the last like five to seven days. So yeah. we'll just run right through it because there's quite a bit. Yeah. So, first off, the rookie's been renewed for season five. Yay! Yay! We are so, like, I, like, jaw dropped, like, I was like, oh, my God, because they got an early. It's um, an early renewal. Doesn't, I mean, it's not unheard of, but just it doesn't really happen um, much for networks. And so, that means there's more shop talk, too, guys. Yeah. So, Which. Yeah. It's surprising because remember how long we waited last year? Yeah. <laughs> we were like into the middle of May and there was still yeah, no news and we're just like, okay, what's yeah. going on? Mm-hmm. I wonder if them having that backdoor pilot in there, like I mean, I would think that so. up kind of helped. Probably. I, I mean, because I would think the numbers would have to be good for them to like, you know, kind you of consider like, that. Keep, yeah. Like keep bringing on people and to keep, you know, like adding, um, you know, like guest stars or, you know, whatnot. Yeah. So. Yeah. So season five has been renewed. Um, and then Melissa joined or came back to cameo um, this week or last week, um, which from like March 31st to April 1st, her and Eric were like both doing cameos, teasing yeah. stuff about the end of the season chenford melissa just being like her cute self and they were causing so much chaos on the twitter timeline it was great it was great it was a great way to celebrate season five mm-hmm. um and then like we always we just gifted melissa cameos to each other which we did that with eric's um cameos as well but like it had made our entire fridays and stripped away any productivity that we had so uh we did share like some of them what we could at least on um on our personal twitter pages and then retweeted them on shop talk so if you haven't seen them go check them out because melissa's a cute little bean in them and i love both of ours yeah they're just like i don't know she yeah they're just i mean both her and eric just really you know like go above and beyond like yeah all the time for fans so there was one today I don't remember I don't remember if you sent it to me or I sent it to you um but she was like quoting Eric because she was like I don't know like how to hype up the rest of the season um and she said that they've one episode left to film 
now so that's exciting Mm -hmm. um we're coming up on like the end of them filming which means like the season finales are not far away i think i saw someone tweeted that may 15th is like the projected season finale date like yeah should we not have any more um hiatuses so yeah we have like a little over a month left Mm -hmm. i'm not ready (laughs) i want i just i don't want it to end yeah yeah um so yeah we um literally have gotten so much like behind the scenes content to like and it just keeps coming like there's that photo of eric melissa um elena and uh kanoa i hope i'm pronouncing his name right um and the reactions like from that photo of like the four of them were like absolutely fantastic oh yeah Uh, like someone had uh like photoshopped the photo so it was like just um melissa and eric like next to each other saying that they like fixed it um and then like someone had also oh i didn't even know this someone also apparently cropped it so that it was uh kanoa and eric saying that um it was ford ford (laughs) (laughs) their love is built ford tough (laughs) that's funny this fandom is so chaotic like I literally love it so much it gives me the serotonin that I need that when I saw that tweet I was like this this is the best one this is is better is that like a crack ship is that what they're called or like is that like legit (laughs) like like I don't know what if it's like a bro tp at some point yeah oh my gosh that would be like an awkward bro tp though (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of though, can we please talk about how um, the rookie retweeted someone that said Brolin like in their hashtag? Yes. I saw that. <laughs> like you're the one that's responsible for that. So like oh, after I saw that, I was like, okay, but did we coin that or did they? And I had just like heard it from someone, but I was like, no, I'm pretty sure that we talked about it first. Like <laughs> literally hey, rookie did. account we literally did like no because I I just, I just remember it like so vividly that because we were yeah. like talking about it and trying to figure out names like as we uh-huh. were recording yeah so. um the rookie account and us are like on the same wavelength because okay. like they'll tweet out content and so will we and it'll have like pretty much the exact same caption like yeah. But let's just be besties with them honestly mm-hmm. at this point like yeah it needs to happen yeah. um and then didn't the rookie account like tweet and then un or like retweet and then unretweet something about like chenford endgame or something yeah, they had like retweeted um they're just as chaotic local. as melissa and eric yeah i love it us. so yeah it was uh pretty pretty interesting <laughs> And last night they came for us too because they tweeted the gif of uh, Tim saying, let's dial down the threats. And they were like, the rookie fans, when we don't give them enough Chen free content. Oh, right. That's right. Oh, my God. I forgot I was like, about that. Don't look at us. Like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Too great. Um, and then we have the 418 episode description for next week. So we already saw the promo we i we've all like had breakdowns about it um 
and they will continue until next Sunday at 9 p.m. Um, but the episode description for next week um, is the episode is called Backstabbers. And it says, after the robbery of a train filled with valuable auction items turns deadly, the team is called to investigate. Meanwhile, Officer Chen has doubts about being Sergeant Bradford's aide and is upset when he doesn't give her the recognition she deserves. Elsewhere, Officer Harper takes matters under her own hands and makes a life-changing decision about her personal life, which we know that she proposes to James. Um, and in the episode, uh, guest starring is Greg Gunberg as Larry Badger Macer. Uh, Drew Seeley is going to be in there um, as Francis Bloomfield, Alicia Rulin as Danielle Bloomfield, which Drew and Alicia were uh, both in High School Musical. Well, Drew Seeley was like on the tour that they yeah, did. The tour, yeah. But I think he was also like in one of the High School Musicals as just like a background actor or something. Oh, Unless it was I High know. School Musical too. I don't mm-hmm. fully know, but that's fun for you know the the younger side of the millennials or whatever um, who grew up on High School Musical. And then Brandon, I'm gonna totally butcher his name, Lara Kunte. Um, is guest starring as Thackeray Bloomfield. So, oh, that's a name, Thackeray. Yeah, I don't wow, know. Okay, compared to Danielle and Francis, I mean, yeah. yeah. Did you say that he's from Thirteen Reasons Why? I don't know him, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he's from that show. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing I know him from. <laughs> and then we got that promo. And. Am I the only one that like put together the name? I was like, oh, so it's called Backstabbers. And Lucy's got like a big open back on her dress. So just like we're just throwing around the word back here. I don't know. I was just like, I'm reaching here. It's totally fine. Like, don't even. But yeah. Um, I saw that you had tweeted like praying for promo fix, promo picks or whatever. Because we haven't gotten them in a while. And like for like four of the episodes. I'm like, where are they? I'm like, good lord, if they come out, like, that might be the end of me. (laughs) But watch watch they come out. Watch they come out, though, and, like, it's just of that robbery of the train. Like, they're not going to be. a, like, James and Wesley, you know, because they were talking in the promo or something, you know. Yeah. Oh, my God, I loved how in the promo we had, like, Nyla talking to, like, Angela um and then it turned around and like james and wesley were talking i was like i love this for some yeah like parents i love them but yeah i mean i feel like that promo needs to be broken down more but i honestly don't know what else i could say about it that's like coherent besides <laughs> we're getting a chun for dance and we know that yeah. it's happening because we see it in the promo yeah like yeah i mean because there's just no like because there's like you see bailey and john too like they're dancing like everyone is dancing like i don't know because like part of me is like well what if it's just this weird dream but i'm like why would someone dream that like what is happening no i I, okay i literally woke up and i was like was that a fever dream that i experienced (laughs) last night like there's no way that that's real there's just no way and then i went on to twitter and i saw it and i was like okay so it is real and then I watched the promo in the full again and I was like I'm not believing for a second that all this is happy and like happens I'm not like I've been burned 
one too many by promos specifically by the rookie <laughs> yeah like then I watched, yeah i watched the uh season three finale promo again and they had the dance in there like hey chen saving a dance mm-hmm. and then we never saw that but True. we know that the dance is happening in this one yeah. um and i mean tim literally says technically i still owe you a dance yeah but like then with the whole amber promo last season like i just i'm not totally believing everything but yeah. i want to <laughs> i want to as well. especially because like she's supposed to be having doubts about being his aide and is upset when he doesn't give her the recognition so like it's not gonna be all happy-go-lucky in chenford land no no i'm thinking like angst first and then yeah the dance is like a the dance has got to be at like the end yeah. yeah yeah but and then um so i was texting some other friends about this and they were like nyla and james aren't really gonna get married are they and i was like i don't know i could kind of see it because they don't put nyla through the ringer as much as they do with like angela or they did um yeah. so i could see them getting married but i could also see the way that james reacted him kind of putting the stop to it i don't know yeah i I hope they do or like at least stay engaged like I don't know like they don't have to necessarily get like married right away yeah I don't know but maybe they want to do it before the baby comes like I don't yeah. really know I do love though that she proposed to him mm-hmm. and I think I saw someone else had like tweeted it and they were like what if Nyla proposes to James I just think that that's such a boss move from her yeah yeah that's great yeah so there's the episode description do you want to cover the next yeah uh, news? um so somewhat related to all this like rookie news um our podcast is celebrating one year on friday so that's exciting Woo-hoo! yeah um and we can't thank you guys enough for like your support like every twitter interaction we have download we get follow means like the world like it it means so much mind blown yeah i'm just like yeah i'm blown away that we it's not and and we just keep growing too like you know all of our twitter interactions um you know everyone who like follows us we just keep growing and i'm still just mind blown that everything is happening (laughs) yeah yeah um and then the last piece of news we we say it every week but um eric and uh roslyn have been releasing new episodes of their podcast um if you follow both of them on instagram you'll you've probably seen that like he surprised her in puerto rico for her birthday um i mean they're just like couples goals that was so good i was like really are yeah it was so nice um and like i think it was the podcast last week like Eric had posted on Instagram. He was like, I can't believe that we're talking about this. But, and it was like about him, like getting a manicure and pedicure. And yeah. Rosalind was like, it's like you, you've done this before. And he's like, no, yeah. oh my gosh, it was <laughs> too good. Yeah. Like they just like, if like one person remembers something when the other is like, no, I don't think so. But yeah. like one of them ends up being right. Like it's, they're just great. Just the back and forth, uh, how they converse is just, fantastic and yeah. so if you guys haven't caught up go catch up on their episodes yes 
I mean, even just like their Instagram previews, like because it's just videos of them. It's just hilarious yeah. to watch. Like I love watching their dynamic and their react. Like you know how they kind of bounce off of each other. But um, what would you do if you were like in a nail salon and he walked in? <laughs> Um, well, let's see. Considering I get, I do my own nails at home. I would not be in a nail salon. Same, um, but like hypothetical. I would probably just like, I don't know. I'd forget how to speak at least somewhat. Yeah. And just, he's just so pretty. <laughs> like I would just <laughs> stare. With my luck, I would be like, in the middle of like picking out a color and like he walks in or something and I just like lose all train of thought and I just like pick out some like random color and it's just not a good color on me yeah and it's like it's like bright orange yeah (laughs) (laughs) that wouldn't be my luck yeah oh oh my gosh but we should jump right into the episode because it was a lot I mean the hospital takeover case was like it takes up most of our outline I don't even know how many pages it is and I don't really want to like count but yeah so we're just gonna go ahead and get started um but we open the episode and John is responding to a call which is a car wreck underneath the bridge um so he meets Riley who is in shock and shaken up um but you know she's conscious when she gets there when he gets there obviously so he kind of assesses the situation there's no kids in the back like it's just her um and she wants to call her husband so you know bailey and the fire department then roll up not long after john and she looks at the injury she says that it's a catastrophic injury so then bailey mentions you know that john's gonna sit with her well they get the door off so you know john kind of climbs in the passenger seat and riley starts to look down but john you know just diverts her from doing that so he wants her to keep talking to him um asking about her husband and john looks in the back of the car asks about her kids and she mentions you know there's popsicles melting in the back and uh you know john makes more small talk and riley just mentions that you know he's a nice man and she's like please don't give me a ticket um and then the call takes a turn for the worse because she does not make it um and so then john calls bailey over and he can't even like get words out um but they share a look bailey starts to look for a pulse and um asks john if he wants to call it and so then bailey asks if riley is a donor which she is so the fire department is going to arrange transport to the hospital um and the next scene that we see was actually the sneak peek um that the rookie shared but um it's of john walking into the hospital behind the hospital bed obviously um and the doctor meets with him asking what they're doing um and it's an honor walk that's done for organ donors just as a way to show respect so the doctor asks if john will be around for a while because she has some questions um and i noticed the music played that played during the scene was like quiet and solemn but it was like the perfect music for that scene Mm -hmm. um so then you know we go over to the district and angela and wesley are walking uh she pulls out some new business cards that she made for him and it says wesley evers attorney at law 
Um, and then, you know, she adds the last part, which is subtext saying total hunk. Um, and I mean, like, it doesn't need to be subtext, but I agree, Angela. Yes, like, he is a total hunk. Um, <laughs> so then Wesley's like, you know, they're great, and I'm thrilled to get my license back, but I have zero clients, and no one's lining up to have a lawyer who was just disciplined by the state bar. Um, and so then Angela's like, well, your client base is a bunch of sleaze bags, so you'll be fine. Um, and Wesley's like, well, the criminal underworld, uh, you know, knows that I turned Elijah, turned on Elijah. So I'll be lucky if I, if they let me handle their parking tickets. And Angela just reassures him that he'll find a better brand of clientele. And by that, she means richer ones because rich people commit a lot of crimes in her words. Um, and you know, she needs a vacation home and I just love her because she's like blunt about it. Like, you know, she's not, she's not trying to be funny about it. She's like, mama needs a vacation home. Um, yeah. And then Wesley, sweet little Wesley is like, oh, I was thinking of getting advertising to, you know, like obtain some new clients, like on buses and subways that have a sign with my face on it saying best lawyer ever <laughs> and angela just smiles and she's like go away i mean <laughs> same angela it's cute wesley but no also yeah. does la have subways yeah okay i think they do i've never been there so i was just like do they i don't know but um i mean I don't know people do still like advertise on the side of like pace buses I guess mm-hmm. but um yeah I don't know like Wesley's face next to best lawyer ever I don't know I would kind of like to see it <laughs> yeah someone should like make up like a sign or something and like a twitter banner people. or something yeah it would be fun um so then we see tim walk into the hospital and he's met with the father and daughter uh and it's shared that the daughter is getting a new heart and um so fun fact uh i was thinking about this as the episode was playing i was like is that jeffrey owens from the cosby show and it is who you might remember him but in 2018 he became like a social media story and he was photographed working at Trader Joe's and, like, was job shamed. And ever since then, like, you know, Tyler Perry kind of brought him back into the acting world. And he's gotten jobs since then, obviously, because he's mm-hmm. in The Rookie. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was him when I saw Piper and her dad. I was like, he looks familiar, but I wasn't totally sure. So um, we go back over to John, who's watching an employee carry a cooler out. And the doctor comes out to say that that's one of Riley's kidneys um, that's headed to Oklahoma. And so the doctor says that she's trans, says that uh, she's transplanting Riley's heart in the afternoon. Um, but she had some questions to ask first. So she asks, you know, if Riley was conscious when he arrived, if she was making sense when she was talking and if John had any reason to suspect that she was under the influence of like alcohol or, or drugs. And John, you know, answers all of the questions and then Tim comes up and we get our first rolling moment of the night. Um, you know, Tim just divulges more information about Piper, who's uh, getting Riley's heart. Um, and Tim tells John to like, hold on to that silver lining, um, you know, just because of the call being so like rough. Um, 
And so then Brolin's like walking through the hospital when the lights go out and alarms go off. Um, and the charge nurse, you know, says that the system is showing that they have patients coding in every room on the floor. And John's like, well, it's got to be a glitch or a short, like something's not right. Um, but then the suspect just comes right up to them and is like, nope, I did it. Yeah. At which point I was like, okay, that was like the easiest case that they kind of solved. Mm-hmm. I mean, they know their suspect. Um, so then, you know, he's like, no, I've taken over the entire network and backup servers. Um, because I want my wife to receive Riley's heart. Like he knew her by name, which was a little creepy to me, but I was like, well, if he did like hack into the network, he probably knows, you know, the paperwork. So, um, you know, because if she doesn't get the heart, he's going to shut down every system in the hospital and people will start dying. So then Angela shows up and she's like, where's this guy? Um, and we find out that he's cuffed in a conference room um, while his wife is in the hospital room. Like she's in pretty bad shape, but she's getting examined. So Angela's like, well, I'm spearheading the investigation. And we find out that alarms were all turned off manually and the hospital has canceled all non-essential procedures. Um, but an evacuation would be like too big of an undertaking. So that's the last resort. Um, and then, you know, like, the cyber crimes unit is working with the head of IT at the hospital to hopefully find a way to force the guy like to give this up before anything happens. So we have a bunch of people like working behind the scenes to get all of this taken care of. And Angela's like, Tim, take a run at the husband, see what kind of guy that we're dealing with. And John is supposed to talk to the wife. And as Angela says, use that Midwestern charm to stop her husband from continuing this ins- insanity. And John's like, I'm not from the Midwest, but okay. <laughs> um, yeah, well, Pennsylvania, is that not, no, not Midwest enough? No. I think it's more like East Coast. Yeah. Fair. I don't know. I don't, like, it depends on the map that you're looking at, I think. Like, with the different regions, because they're all, like, broken up differently. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I know sometimes... Illinois like isn't considered in the Midwest but then I'm like why not and it's just weird so um John walks into Meredith's room and you know she's asking when she'll see her husband and John's just like well he's being questioned pending arrest just like you are so he won't be coming in uh she claims that she didn't know his plan um he just told her to get into the car and that they were going in for a checkup and so she apologizes for everything that's happening um and it's it was kind of hard to get like a read on her, but she does seem like a little sorry about this. Um, she also just kind of seems like a little confused, but also sure of what he's doing. Um, so then, you know, John's like, well, you're going to have to do a lot more than say you're sorry because we have to convince Jonah to stop this. He even tells her that like there's over 800 patients in the hospital, um, many in cr- critical care, and like it's more time goes by without the proper treatment and resources like it'll get worse um but she kind of rebuttals and says that she has a rare blood type and she's had cancer and so that's why she's low on the list for a new heart so without it she only has a few weeks left um and jonah and john just pleads her again to like tell jonah to stop uh she just looks at him and it's just like i don't want to die like that's you know there's not much more that she could say besides that um 
But, you know, then we cut over to Tim in the room with Jonah. His arms are crossed. This man is standing. He is not having any of this BS. Um, and of course, Jonah's like asking if they're prepping his wife for surgery. Like his wife is all that Jonah can think about. Um, and Tim's like, nope, they're not going. And they're not going to like until you, you know, tell me more of what's going on. Um, so then Jonah's like, well, as soon as my wife gets her heart, like he'll end this. Um, and you know, he says that if anything happens to her, like, because they're wasting his time trying to talk him out of this and he's just going to fry the whole system and kill the hospital. So Tim's like, let's chill on the threats and, you know, just tells it to him straight. And that all he's done so far is just hack the network and disrupt one alarm system. Um, and basically it's like, if you cooperate now, charges won't be as bad. So then John is like, I don't care what happens to me though. Like, I just care about my wife. She's been my whole life for 30 years. And for the last two, I've watched her get sicker and sicker because she needs a new heart and I couldn't help her, but now I can. I am definitely reaching here, but hear me out. Tim's face changed in this moment. And I feel like he kind of knows that this well i mean he did kind of do something like this for isabel but um i'm like okay so this is something that he would do for lucy not to this extreme though but he would go to the ends of the earth to protect her and like maybe he kind of realized that in some way maybe it wasn't like thinking oh lucy but um yeah i don't know like his face just changed in that scene but um so then Jonah asks, you know, what time it was, and Tim's like, why? And so, you know, he just has to enter the abort code into the tablet by 1045. Otherwise, phase two of the attack begins, and people will really start to get hurt. Um, so then we cut back over to the charge nurse who's working on the computer when it just shuts down and has a lock icon pop up. So all the computers are locked. There's no access to patient histories, medication schedules doctor's orders like nothing so um there's just a lot going on because then piper's dad stops angela and says that you know he's hearing rumors that jonah's trying to take the heart that's supposed to go to piper um and he just wants to know what's going on so angela just kind of gives them the quick run rundown about you know man's hacked into the hospital computer network all of that so then uh piper's dad is like you can't let them you know take this heart and angela's like well it's not up to me piper's like it's not even up to the hospital like by law that hospital the hospital has to give the heart to her so then angela's like well do you have a lawyer and piper's dad says no you know they spent all their money on her care and angela's like i'm not allowed to make referrals but i just happen to know mr evers has an annoying habit of working for free um, and so she pulls out his business card and, you know, gives it to uh, Mr. Scott. And so then, I don't know, when I was watching it the first time, I was like, oh, my God, I love her. Not only did she help Wesley secure his first criminal, non-criminal client, but she also just, like, roasted him in the process. And he'll never know that because, this, like, Mr. Scott doesn't know that they're married. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I just loved it. I just, like... So that was the business card that literally had total hunk on it. 
no no so the business card never had total hunk on it when she was saying like you know wesley ever's attorney at law got it total hunk she was like on the thing and i was like angela no yeah yeah (laughs) she was i think i probably rephrased it wrong too but yeah no she was like i added the subtext which was total hunk um so yeah so she just helped her hubby secure his first client um which isn't really benefiting her because they're not getting paid for it but whatever you know it is helping um piper and so then you know angela's like talking to gray after she leaves piper and her dad and she's given him an update about jonah you know refusing to back down all of that so gray's had no luck with the cyber guys they've confirmed that jonah has a stranglehold on the net on the hospital network which like we already knew that um and fema's there and they're talking about setting up a field hospital in the parking lot but it could take 24 hours which they don't have so then angela's like well is there any intel on jonah that could help us um but he has no criminal history he's got a master's degree from cal poly ran an it department for a credit union like this guy is clean um and angela's like does he have any family that we can use as leverage he doesn't have any parents siblings or kids so it's just been him and meredith um and gray adds that his co-workers described him as a loner um and his only police contact was a 5150 hold in 2009 after she threatened to leave so jonah's wife has his entire world um and i don't know part of me was like okay this dude kind of seems like controlling like he can't live without her and then i was also like well she's been sick like it it kind of makes sense of why he's like this um but yeah so then angela and john are talking to the hospital director and doctor and you know she just mentions that they're using paper charts for now um to still help patients but you know almost everything is hooked up to the network records pharmacy even surgical equipment so then angela is like well how long do you have before you have to make a choice and the doctor is like a human heart is only viable for four to six hours once it's been removed from the donor body um and we've already lost two hours so i'm gonna get prepped for surgery because i'm operating on someone today and it's up to the hospital admin like on who gets prepped so then Wesley comes in and states that he's representing Graham Scott and his daughter Piper. And the hospital director is like, now it's not the time to speak. And Wesley's like, well, if the hospital decides to give in to Jonah's demands, like to take the hard way that's been promised to Piper, that's a tantamount for Oregon bro- brokering. Like this guy just, I mean, he is like on it. He is just like boss man right there. Um, so then you know he says that if the hospital continues down that path like he'll have to file a report with the medical board and the director just stops him she's like i have no intention of giving in to jonah's demands and you know like the lights go off and another alarm sounds and wesley's just like y'all need that in writing um which i would want that in writing regardless of those lights and another alarm went off um yeah but yeah so everything's down now vents cardiac monitors medicine drips like the hospital is just like not functioning well so john's like well is there a backup generator which there is but you know it's not coming on because why you know nothing could be perfect in this 
So then he walks by a man by room to see a man. I don't I think he was coding, but like all of the um monitors stuff were down. So um but you know he just calls for help like while starting CPR. Bailey and another paramedic come in and administer oxygen and CPR, but they have to call it. Um and so, you know, we go back over to the hospital director and she just says Meredith's gonna get the heart. They have no choice. Um and Wesley's like, yeah, you do. I have a call in to the OPTN and the U.S. Health Department. Like, you know, I we're going to get this figured out. And she's like, I want to reassure you that I don't feel good about this. Um, but I don't, I'm not going to have any more patients die when, you know, I could have done something. So Angela walks up and Wesley, you know, just kind of tells her that, you know, he'll sue them for a fortune and he'll win. But, you know, Piper will never live to see it. And I don't, I feel like in this episode, we definitely got, we definitely got like old Wesley back, like him with his like optimism um, and his like go getter attitude. Um, But then, you know, we see Jonah again and the hospital director comes in telling him that he won. Uh, And so they're prepping Meredith in the OR for surgery now. but and you know obviously jonah seems happy and relieved but you know john's like this isn't something to be happy about someone died because of you um and that's the only reason the hospital is giving in so then jonah's like well if the hospital had acted sooner like the person would still be alive um and tim's like lose the attitude you know you got what you wanted well you know and he gets uncuffed um so he turns off the alarm and pushes something so that it could re so it should restore lights in the, the ICU and OR suites. Um, but the rest of the hospital is still dark because, um, you know, he just wants to like make sure that they come through on their promise. So then, you know, he has to be there for the operation. Um, and, you know, like Brillum looks at each other and no one's like, okay, yeah, we'll be there. Um, but he's getting coughed again. So then as they're walking to the OR, Jonah and Tim are in front of Meredith's bed. Tim's like, you know, you're going to be, Tim says that no one will be with Jonah for every second of the seven hour surgery. And, you know, Jonah can't speak to the surgery team. And if he makes one move, like he's out of there. Um, and Jonah's like, well, why? Or John reminds, reminds them that, you know, he's putting these doctors under great amount of distress and you know essentially holding the hospital hostage um and then we see graham scott just like charge at meredith's bed with a fire extinguisher and you know no one like gets him to drop it and arrest him but you know when asked what he was thinking he says if she dies my daughter doesn't um and so then the next time that we see you know, Jonah and John, they're in the viewing room of the OR. John's like, you know, bring the rest of the hospital back online. Um, and Jonah just, you know, he, this guy does not let up. He's like, no, that's not how this works. The doctor puts him um, in line and, you know, saying that his strong arm tactics like are helping no one. So then Jonah's like, what will happen to Graham? Um, and John's like, you know, he'll be charged with assault, probably go to prison. And his daughter will probably die while he's, you know, locked up. So then no one's, um, you know, just like, does that make you happy? And Jonah, 
Jonah doesn't even like hesitate here. He's just like, my wife's getting a second chance of that she really deserves. And that's what I care about. So then Jonah starts to get impatient, asking where the heart is, when it's coming, all of that. And the doctor is just like, it won't come until your wife is fully prepped and um, anesthetized. Um, and so then John tells Meredith that there's someone else that she should talk to. And so, you know, he shows Piper on FaceTime. Um, Jonah tries to like step in here and prevent him from letting Piper and Meredith talk. Um, but Meredith's like, you know, that's the least that I could do is listen to Piper. So then, you know, like Piper connects with her on the fear that she's been living with how she's scared like all of that um in ways that no one else could really connect um unless you were like going through all of that so then piper says like she forgives meredith for what she's doing jonah steps in again and he's like you know don't listen to her and meredith says that she can't do this and tells them you know to stop and stop what they're doing so it's a really heartfelt moment because jonah like says that he doesn't want to lose her and meredith can't even like look at him um and you know like jonah's or john tells jonah that it's over and you know they just he needs to turn off the ransomware uh so that no one else dies today so jonah goes to turn it off um and he can't get in his partners apparently locked him out um and he's like they used me to get paid um so brolin's taking jonah to a shop for uh like so that they can take him back to the district for the murder charge um and they need to know who he's working with to end this in time to like save meredith and get piper the heart um and jonah's and then that way jonah also doesn't have two murder charges on him so then uh you know like they say that if jonah cooperates it's possible he could get out on bail and spend time with meredith so he gives them the names uh spencer merkel and chloe speaker um, who he met online they offered him money to build some ransomware and then like he had all of this medical debt so he thought it would be a good idea uh, but it turns out that spencer and chloe were actually the ones who suggested hacking the hospital um, and they and he thought that it was like to help meredith and him but clearly they were just a means to an end um so then he's like i don't know where you could find chloe and spencer but the police tech team could trace trace the messages so they arrive to an empty house and tim's like they can't run a cyber attack on uh, from a laptop like there is nothing in this house um so they go out in the backyard no one finds like a bundle of cords hidden like under some branches and it leads them down to a shipping container which they open and it is like they're working back to back um and they catch Spencer and Chloe and, you know, in, in the middle of operating all this uh, ransomware. Um, and they say that one of them can disable the ransomware and make a deal and the other can spend a couple of decades in prison. And, you know, we just see one of them, you know, raise their hand and kind of say, like, I'll, I'll blab. Um, so then at the end of the episode, we find out that Piper's surgery was successful the DA's office is probably not going to press charges against Graham Scott. And even if they did, no jury in the world would convict him. Um, and then we also get an update on Meredith and she's on her way to hospice care, but sadly doesn't have much time left. Um, and then this next part was just very cringe. Like we did not need 
a single part of it. I'm sorry. No. I don't I don't have a problem with Balin. They're no, kind of cute. Don't. Yeah. But like this part, it was just awkward. All it. And it like it wasn't even like just John making it awkward. Yeah. Like I was awkward when Bailey was talking to or I you like, know, like feel the awkward. Like I don't get like weirded out or awkward like I don't know when like you know fictional ships have like sexy time or anything I don't like I don't get awkward with that but this I was like this is cringy and this just (laughs) it needs to stop and it just kept going and I was like what am I watching like this is weird so then Bailey's like you know a cold glass of wine and a hot bath is a great way to end a hard day and Nolan's like I've never really been a bath guy but if I take it with you it's different and I'm just like oh my god no I can't I can't make it stop (laughs) make it stop and then Nolan's like but I'd be happy to reward all of your hard work with quality naked time as soon as you scrub those pits and I was like oh my god this is 10,000 I cannot believe you got all that out without dying I could not do it At which point, I think I texted our friend Lauren, and I was like, "Lauren, you might like the end of that episode because <laughs> oh, that's what you were referring to." <laughs> um, Lauren like Lauren um, like loves she loves Nathan, and I just like give her crap because I'm like, "So <laughs> you just like love John Nolan too?" Um, oh and she God. said something like <laughs> she said something like last week. And she was like, I can't joke about it now because it just is too bad. Um, but yeah, so I am officially, yeah, yeah, I love Lauren. And I also just like love giving her crap about that. (laughs) But yeah, officially, like, and I was just glad at that point that they like didn't cut to that, you know, Balin like in the bath or anything. I was like, no, I don't. I don't need to see that. I've, I've heard and seen enough, so we're good. I wish they would have ended on, like, Nyla and Daniel. I know. Like, I know. I kind of thought they were, and then I was like, oh, okay, hi. Baby I loved your tweet, though. I don't remember if it was on your personal or on the Shop Talk Twitter. You were like, I'm still waiting for Balin to have a normal date. Oh, yeah, I tweeted that on <laughs> Shop Talk. Yeah, I was like, they're kind of fun, but I'm still waiting. <laughs> Which, I mean, like, next week, they're going to be at wedding number two for... <laughs> like his coworker. they didn't really like get i mean they had like their first official date sort of in the season three finale but that, yeah it didn't actually you know like it didn't it happened, go well not really <laughs> yeah it was kind of you know like messed up by everything so like maybe this can be their first like normal like yeah non-mishap ridden date yeah um but yeah so I don't know. I mean, I hope, like, if they can't have dates, like, out, you know, going out to dinner or whatever, that they can at least have some quality time, you know, where they can do all of that bad stuff. I don't don't even know. I'm just gonna stop because this is just too cringy and awkward. And I just, I I honestly can't believe that that happens last night. And then we went right into that promo and it was like, wait a minute, what are we doing right now? yeah yeah so that's the hospital takeover and whatever that was with Phelan and Tim and you know we got a little bit of Lopez and we got like all of our ships in this episode well minus 
a big one but you know that's coming next week so oh, they're making up for it yeah so. i mean even the rookie account was like <laughs> you know us when we don't deliver chunford so yep. um so next up we have lucy and the trial prep um i liked that they started out with like tomorrow making breakfast for lucy that was so cute um kind of a parallel to tim making breakfast for ashley like they were making breakfast for people that people they care about yeah yeah but like also tim should be making breakfast for tomorrow and lucy i'm just saying <laughs> yeah yeah um and it was a pop tart egg sandwich which was seen on clip talk so um and lucy tried some and was like it's a unique experience and i was like that sounds about right um and when she asks what all the fuss was about uh tomorrow says she just wants today to go well for lucy she's kind of questioning like why it's necessary for lucy to have to retell her like what happened to her in 210 and 211 um for them to slap a few more charges on rosalind dyer i suppose i should have prefaced with the the previously on the rookie they showed flashbacks to 210 and 211 in the preview wow yeah, I should have prefaced with that. Um, so that is why we're like talking about this. My jaw was like on the floor though when they did that previously on the rookie and it was just like, they flipped back to season two. I was like, whoa now, like what is going on? Like, I did not expect it at all, really. Like I thought they were done, done with Rosalind after 301. There was like talk about her like coming back, wasn't there? Like there was like a was rumor because like Annie yeah. had posted uh I'm assuming an old video, but yeah, people kind of thought like, oh, is she coming back? Yeah. So I don't know. I didn't expect them to bring it back up. I no, like, I didn't. Either. Oh, okay. I yeah. Well, like I really just didn't yeah, I just didn't expect any of this. Like I was so like thrown for a loop with this storyline um but so anyway so tomorrow doesn't really understand like why she has to go do that but lucy tells her that it's important that rosalind's held accountable for every crime she committed since most of the victims are unfortunately uh deceased so tomorrow's like okay well i'm gonna bring all the snacks and have all the puppy videos ready for when you're done there and she's like going to going with lucy to support her um, which is really, really nice. And so they arrive at the DA's office. Um, Lucy says she's going to like go to the restroom real quick. Um, she, that's where she first begins to have flashbacks about Caleb and being buried alive in the barrel. Um, poor Lucy. I just like, I, I hesitate to say I love flashbacks because I, do not like seeing flashbacks of trauma um but like i like the just the way that they did it was very um like i don't know like well executed i guess is what i'm trying to say and like it it helped propel the story forward i think for lucy to kind of have a little bit of this like struggle Mm -hmm. um yeah so I think it kind of it made sense um 
Tamara meets a college intern named Austin who apparently is single-handedly saving the world um they were cute like they were can can he come back (laughs) like is that a thing so cute the rookie account was liking all of my tweets about Tamara last night like because I had said something about Tamara's so cute and like Tamara go get your man Mm -hmm. or something and the rookie Mm -hmm. was like retweeting them liking all of my tweets I'm like Mm -hmm. okay yeah give Tamara all of the love yes exactly um so it kind of cuts back over um apparently Chris is going to do Lucy's trial prep because Sarah is out sick and Lucy's like no it'll be fine they're professionals um cuts away come back um Chris is questioning Lucy asking if she'd ever heard Rosalind talk to Caleb on the phone or if it seemed like they had been communicating um Lucy tells him that Rosalind told her when she went to visit her in prison that like they had communicated um and Rosalind repeated the song she sang back to her as well so like how else would she know that unless she and Caleb were communicating like that's what Lucy's kind of throwing back um at Chris and so as he's kind of trying to explain more um more flashbacks are taking over Lucy's mind um and so she kind of when she comes out of it um Chris suggests that they have a coffee break um and then like Austin and Tamar are like raiding the food table in the like break room area I guess um this next scene really like it was like emotional watching it and I did not expect it and I didn't understand because there were unfortunately some spoilers going around on Twitter. Yeah. Um, not like very no, not ones. Like, they were very yeah. big. But yeah. Yeah. But still, it was like I was just like I was not expecting this. Because um, as you guys know, Chris is making the coffee when he begins to kind of sing the "Dream a Little Dream" uh, song, and like it cuts over to Lucy and she is like just like in total shock that this is happening right now um and Chris I mean he realizes his very very grave uh error and said that it was like thoughtless and stupid and like he is very very sorry um he just kind of claims that it was stuck in his head and Lucy's kind of like processing that and talking aloud and she's like the song was stuck in your head because you've seen the video and so like she kind of like gets emotional understandably so um and Chris is still trying to say like he's sorry but Lucy like needs a minute so she's kind of like I I need a minute like he needs to not be here so um he clears out um and so it cuts back over like later on uh lucy comes in to um i'm assuming the room where they were first like question or having the trial prep um and chris is there um she asks him to let her see the video um but she needs to like be alone while she watches it um so she sits down she plays the the video um we hear like 
we hear her singing the song. Um, I don't know how to explain this. Like, cause like actors, like, you know, like sometimes they don't like watching themselves like on their shows or something. Like, yeah. I just don't know. Like, you know, cause like Melissa's like sitting there, like watching herself from like two years ago. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's like meta, whoa. but not yeah yeah it's weird yeah like I was like kind of just like thinking about that um but yeah so the the way that her hand was shaking like Mm -hmm. before I mean my like yeah my hand was shaking just my hand was like clasped over my mouth like I was not tweeting anything I was not moving (laughs) I was like I was so just like I don't know just fully like I was just blown away by like this acting work that she is doing in this scene. Um, I also kind of noticed, I don't know if it was intentional or not. um, Like in the video, um, Lucy like comes up and puts a hand like kind of above her eyebrow, like on her forehead. And then like Lucy watching the video, like did that same motion, like at, like at the same time. Um, as she's getting emotional watching it um and so later Tamar worries because like Lucy's been in that room for a long time and so they go to check on her um they being like Chris goes with Tamara um she lets them come in and she said you know she's been processing some things um because she watched every minute of that video Mm -hmm. and Tamara suggests that they go home she agrees um she kind of looks over at Chris though and is like I've decided not to testify um she feels like that since she I can't speak since she survived that she doesn't have anything like left to prove um because she she was like you know trying to be this strong um person but she doesn't have like I feel like that was like a moment for her like that weight was kind of lifted mm-hmm. off her shoulders a little bit um and I love that Tamara gives Lucy like a hug that was nice um and Chris promises that they have plenty of evidence so they'll be able to like make the case without her testimony yeah. um I thought this was funny like because uh Tamara and Lucy are heading out and Chris is kind of like lagging behind, like finishing something up or whatever. And tomorrow is going to cook Lucy dinner and it's going to be another clip talk recipe. Um, and tomorrow was like, well, you cleaned the plate last time. And then like Lucy kind of looked back at Chris and was like, like, no, don't say that. <laughs> like, I thought that was funny. Um, and so Lucy, um, well, they run into Austin as they're walking out. Lucy kind of plays wing woman for Tamara saying how she wanted to check out like restaurants around there and Austin suggests a place to go and Tamara asks if she'll be okay and she's like yeah 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 go um and Chris says that he will make Lucy dinner and so they like Tamara and Austin go off um and Lucy turns to Chris and she's like you cook and he's like god no we going to eat out or order in? And I was like, okay, <laughs> like that's a no. Um, I think the rookie rewatch account did a like 
Paris doesn't cook. Yeah. Um, but you know who does cook? Sam. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was like, Sam. it's very clever. It's very mm-hmm. clever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Lucy he cooks like breakfast for his dog. But yeah, he still yeah. cooks. So yeah, it's still fit like food is yeah. food. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so Lucy's like, okay, fine, but um, you're gonna have to like rub my feet if they order in. Um, and he jokes that like he can do that at the restaurant and she's like oh my god no that's gross like do I really have to explain this to you um, and they're just like joking back and forth with each other so it like as they're getting into the elevator there's smiles on their faces so it seems like their like banter is like back mm-hmm. and they're kind of back to being regular Chris Chen so yeah, I mean, what what Chris did, like, people were talking about it. They were like, I don't know how Lucy yeah. can take him back, but I don't know, yeah. I was chalking it up to she's just awkward around him and, like, I don't know, she's probably just figuring it out. Yeah. Like, she couldn't even, like, call him her boyfriend a few episodes ago. Like, I doubt that she's gonna bring it up and be like, um, why are you singing that? But I don't know. Yeah. That dance will change things, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I mean, it was just so interesting because, like, we have Lucy that's so, like, psychology, you know, like, driven and, like, knows all these things. So, like, processing this, like, trauma and then having this, like, new personal connection with it. Because, like, Chris is the one that's, like, talking this through with her. I feel like that kind of, like... How do I put this? Because there's like literally in psychology, there's like you have like a like rational mind and then like there's your emotional mind. And then somewhere in the middle there is supposed to be your wise mind, like the you know, part that you should that you kind of come to a conclusion about things. And so I feel like since Lucy's like mind was kind of she had this like logical approach to trying to deal with this like trauma, but then she has this emotional part because it's like Chris is there like with her it's like she doesn't really know like the two sides are not meeting in the middle for her I think and so I think she's like not I don't know because like I was just very surprised that she didn't at least confront him a little bit but like I said I don't really think that her mind was able to like comprehend that like he had actually done that and like what that like what that did to her because she's obviously very upset by it yeah I don't know there's just so many there's just so many things I was just so mad that Chris did that like Mm -hmm. I don't know I mean I tweeted um from the shop talking and I was just saying like I figured he should know better um but I mean he is human I just really I mean just oh my gosh like I just was not expecting it it was I don't know because we don't really know that much about Chris you know so I can't say if it's out of character for him or not right we don't really know um yeah also what was up with the cringy endings like, this one was kind of cringy, too, with the whole, yeah. like, foot rub thing. And, like, mm-hmm. oh, I could do it at the restaurant. No. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't no. as cringy as Balin, but it was kind of mm-hmm. cringy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Tim would never. 
would never be like, oh, well, I could rub your feet at a restaurant. No, no. Yeah. That that man knows, like, no. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I just, I hope, I mean, obviously we know, I think Chris is coming back, right, in a later episode, I think, um, possibly, probably. Yeah, because he was photo in that picture. So. Yeah. Um, so I just hope that, like, I don't know, it just, I think it's bothering me because they originally disagreed on like whether or not to prosecute someone based on like a mental health or like a you know like yeah mental yeah mental health like reason Mm -hmm. um and so I just feel like since Lucy's so like uh opinionated like about that area I just would think that she would have said something but maybe you know like I said, I'm sure it was a lot. I mean, it was a lot to like watch. I just, oh, that had to have been hard for her. But bravo to Melissa uh, and Dylan and Kanoa and everyone. Like they mm-hmm. did those scenes very, very well. Um, I did think that it was, so now that you mentioned like the, how they first met, um everything like around their interactions has been regarding mental health and that's when they like disagree yeah because you could even argue that like her being in the barrel in that video was kind of the catalyst to her i mean it was the catalyst to her like struggling like mentally um so i feel like that that's definitely like a that's disagreement in their relationship i feel like yeah and it just I don't know it just doesn't yeah I don't know just because you know like Lucy's called other people out on their like wrong actions but it is different when it is so personal um yeah I don't know I just hope yeah I'm just gonna focus on the Chenford dance next week I'm just because I just feel like I'm going in circles it just it bugged me but it was very well uh acted yeah but yeah i also Um, thought it was interesting that they were bringing in austin to like i don't know i got the idea to potentially be a love interest for tomorrow but like yeah she's not a regular on the show so i was like are we gonna up her to regular because if so we can definitely have austin i don't know i was just like maybe it was just like so that she wasn't just standing around there just waiting for Lucy all day and we'll never see him again but oh see but now yeah Tamara or sorry Dylan uh, as a regular on the rookie when yes (laughs) that's my that's my next request or like what is it that we did wish list or manifestation whatever it was yes a wish list Mm -hmm. yeah um so that was kind of the end for uh, Lucy and the trial prep and all the Christian moments. Um, Nyla and James were like, I was glad to see that they got more screen time this episode. Yeah. Like, it was nice. I um, thought that there could have been more for them being in the hospital mm-hmm. with all that going on, but yeah. 
it did also feel like there was a lot going on. Like, I saw someone's tweet that the kidnapping case could have been its own separate episode. Yeah. The hospital thing could have been their own separate episode. And then, like, maybe even the Nyla stuff be in either the kidnapping episode or in the uh, trial stuff or in the hospital. But there was Mm -hmm. just a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah, there was. Um, So... Nyla's putting uh, sheets down on her hospital bed and James is like, you're the only one I know that would bring their own sheets to a hospital. And she's like, well, since we're going to be waiting here all day, we might as well do it in style. Um, We find out that James doesn't like hospitals and he like apparently never has because apparently he hasn't had a physical in six years either. Um, Nyla's there because she had a little bit of like bleeding in the morning and so she needs to get like tests done and everything check out um I thought that like when the doctor came in right because it cut like cuts away from them comes back when the doctor came in and was like mistook um Lila for this like Mr. Johnson person um and because he didn't really look up, but even when he did look up, like the woman is sitting down, you know, in like, the bed. It's not yeah, like it was it's, James sitting in no, the bed. No, it's not. And oh my gosh! And then just like Makia's um, delivery of like one-liners is just great because she's like, "Better the system than my prostate." <laughs> like, oh my god! Just yeah, Nyla just doesn't care like she's gonna tell you what she thinks and you can tell how she's feeling makia has like the best comedic timing like i don't know if all of those lines are written or if it's just like kind of ad-libbed or both but it's like the best comedic timing yeah Yeah. it's pretty fantastic um so later um a nurse brings in a young boy named Rory and um, since like Nyla and James have this private room she kind of asks if they can watch him while they contact uh, the boy's parents and I just thought it was so funny because like wow I'm gonna sound really old when I say this uh, maybe not um, but you know because like kids are always on their phones nowadays mm-hmm. you know or like just always so into technology and I mean I'm pretty bad at it too, even still. Yeah. Just like when I was that age, I was like outside playing. Yeah. Or like, you know, like I wasn't fully... You were on technology all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so anyway, so sorry. Back to present day. This kid is like already um, pulling out his video game and just goes right to work and playing it. Um, he could really care less as Nyla tried to introduce uh, herself and James. Um, and James is like, there's nothing wrong with video games. And um, Nyla definitely doesn't want that uh, attitude when it comes to like their child and potential video game uh, usage, I guess. Um, and I thought it was funny, like the and you like video games a little too much like that line was good too and just like it's just kind of interesting how like the storyline it kind of like weaved itself into their you know like upcoming parenthood Mm -hmm. kind of you know because they're like watching this kid 
um anyway so the parents come in um and Nyla explains the uh, severity of his possible head injury um but the parents don't want him to stay in the hospital because it's against their beliefs apparently um and now it's like I don't think you understand like he had he could have a possible you know like fracture or concussion like and then even the doctor comes in and tries to tell the parents the same thing but they still want to leave and take Rory with them Mm -hmm. um James and I like try to reason with him um and another badass move by Nyla Harper because the I think it was the dad I think was like telling James like oh well you can't do anything and I was like but I can yeah and just steps right in front of them um showing her badge and that um you know she can put um Roy under protective custody and if the parents try to interfere she also has the authority to put them into custody too so that's that and Nyla took care of business and that was great like um she I just gave all of the boss moves yeah in the episode exactly. yeah I didn't I didn't like that like Nyla and James kind of like had a disagreement though about it later like that wasn't fun um because like Nyla knew that like James thought that she crossed the line mm-hmm. by using her badge um because as he told her like the law has a history of separating families um but Nyla's not sorry for protecting the kid um and James says like cops will justify their actions in any way that they can that kind of reminded me of a Wopez fight. Uh, I don't know what season it was now. Um, where like West, no, it was season, no, season one. Like when Wesley was brought into the station and Angela was like sitting down and like gonna like talk to him or whatever. And then they talk oh, about yeah. the case and he's like, cops like you. And then she's like, cops like me. And then she got mad and walked away. Yeah. Um, so that's just what it kind of reminded me of. And uh, Wesley and or James and Nyla kind of parallel Wesley and Angela in a way. Like because James does like pro bono work for his community. She's mm-hmm. a cop. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. cool. So it's kind of fun that they're like that foursome is like becoming closer. Yeah. So um yeah, and so they're kind of interrupted. Um, Gray calls saying that there's no record of the parents having a kid or like adopting one like in their system. And there's not a social security number or birth certificate on file for Rory either. Um, so conclusion, these people are not his parents. I liked that there was still Gray. I was worried that since he was like hurt, you know, um, couple episodes ago that like it wouldn't like I don't know I just I'm glad that he's like still it's all normal and like he's he's doing all the things um because he's the one that goes to make the arrest um of the kidnapper I guess um oh my god when they were like uh we were gonna come back to the hospital for him he was like sure you were like Mm -hmm. just he had no time for that yeah he was just like, uh-uh, like, no. Um, yeah, and so the end scene for them, um, 
Nyla, Rory, and James are sitting um, in the hospital still. Um, and Nyla explains to him that he can't go home because those people weren't his parents and that he was kidnapped when he was three. His real name is Scott Reynolds and his parents are actually named Gerald and Dorothy. And I thought it was nice that like Nyla um, showed him the picture. Like that was, that was nice. Um, and Nyla and James said that they will wait with him until his real parents get there. Again, it could have it could have ended with that moment for the episode, mm-hmm. but no. It, it ended not. with cringy Valen. Yeah, it was it was awkward. It was it was awkward. But yeah, so that was like I said, I enjoyed that they got screen time. Um, they're definitely getting screen time next week too, so I'm here for that. Yes. Yeah. yeah so we had a couple of listener thoughts um and martha had said i appreciate the fact that we got to revisit dave death again and to see that lucy's trauma isn't washed over i understand that past events can't always be brought up with characters but it's good to acknowledge it here and there i'm one of those people who isn't really a fan of chris and hasn't gotten over lucy in his first meeting so what he did last night didn't really help him for me i don't mind him or hate him though i do wish there could have been more screen time with nyla and james especially with what's happening in the next episode as far as the overall plot of this episode i did enjoy it and the rationales of morality but i do wish there was a little bit more complexity to the storyline happy to see a new episode after weeks of withdrawal same like it just felt good to have them back yeah lots of good points are made because like it was definitely like a less like a, a teaching in like morality and like yeah yeah so um mindy said it was a good episode she loved getting to see wesley as a lawyer again and um asks if we can get more of seeing him fight for his clients i would like to see that like wesley like just going to bat for for his clients that would be yeah um she thinks chris's days are numbered um but lucy handled everything extremely well yes yes she did um (laughs) chris's days are numbered that's that's cracking me up a little bit i mean lucy i feel like she's also kind of a little bit of an overthinker and i feel like she was probably she's probably like spinning her wheels in her in the in her head like after all of that with chris and then that's why maybe she was just like well to make it less awkward like i'm still just gonna like go out to dinner with him or whatever but like it's probably like eating her away inside like what do i do yeah yeah Yeah, like she tries to be like gracious about it because that's like her nature but yeah like you said it's probably affecting her i mean i know that other people were like it's weird that tim's not there and stuff and it was but i also feel like he's sergeant like he can't i mean he can't just like take off days but even then that's like a pretty big day to be there especially because he was the one that like found her you know Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think yeah i think like tim could have been there um because like he was the you know only other person that really had like that like super personal connection Mm -hmm. 
exactly the case but like I don't know like I kind of people were kind of going back and forth about that too because like it was kind of more about like Lucy just really like kind of going through all the all the stages of like processing it and like you know getting a handle on how Mm -hmm. she feels about her past trauma now so I think that was like it was nice to see I mean I was I was just glad for uh Lucy and Tamara scenes too and yeah I don't know like I didn't mind I didn't mind Chenford being a part in this episode but I also was (laughs) probably like the only person on planet earth that actually didn't know that there was gonna be like Chenford like in the next episode (laughs) like I don't know where I was I don't know where I was um I was gonna say I sent you the episode description I know you did I know and I read it and then I was like okay like a little bit I'm thinking like one conversation and the promo comes out and it's like dance and I'm like oh my god (laughs) I know well I had seen stuff about this episode and people were like I thought this was supposed to be a Chenford episode and I was like what I never thought that yeah but um yeah I don't know I mean I don't know I feel like I'm just like the promo is too good to be true I that's just how I feel like there's just too much happiness and I just feel but maybe I mean the rookie is better with happiness so I don't know we'll see yeah um emily from the rookie rewatch count has said the amount of times i've watched the promo before actually shutting my eyes is embarrassing girl same i mean (laughs) i was supposed to like work on some of the podcast stuff last night after the episode and i was like hold please i'm watching the promo like just yeah i was like yeah i was like getting the promo so we could post it and i was like hey let me watch this like a couple times first yeah Well, and, like, we have other friends in, like, multiple group chats that watch The Rookie, too. But a lot of them are, like, on the East Coast. And so they were already, like, in bed or just didn't watch it. So I'm, like, okay, you don't even need to watch the episode to watch this promo. I sent them the promo. And I was, like, I I need you guys to watch it, like, right now. Because I need to scream about it. And I was just like, I kept referring to the dance as the moment because I was like, I don't want to spoil it. And we have one friend that's like six episodes behind. And (laughs) we were like talking about the promo and everything in our group chat. And she like watches it today. And she's like, oh my goodness, I'm catching up. Like I am catching up right now. So yeah, yeah. I literally texted my friend Kristen and I was like, I was like I'm on the floor about the rookie episode like because like this week I was not expecting 210 and 211 to come back but then I was like (laughs) I literally texted her like four times I'm like Jennifer dance next week Jennifer dance next week I'm not even kidding I'm fully serious (laughs) did she respond (laughs) she did not (laughs) but she liked she liked the things so I know she saw it she's probably like oh my god like what the hell I was having a breakdown <laughs> so, so she's caught up now right yeah mm-hmm. so is she watching it live or no um no she didn't watch okay. last night's live Hopefully okay I can get her to watch <laughs> that would be fun yeah um anyway, yes sorry <laughs> off topic <laughs> so Emily had said this episode was probably the most intense one of the whole season so far I mean, it's not DOD that intense, but that's a whole other kind of intense. 
I mean, even like the rookie, well, ABC, when it ended Idol and started the rookie, yeah, it was like, like for the most intense episode ever. I was like, oh, yeah, geez. like the announcement, yeah, the announcement did that too. I was like, what are we in for if that's like the segue? Mm-hmm. Um, so then Emily also said, speaking of, I was surprised to see the DOD flashbacks in previously on. It honestly brought back instant feels seeing Tim pull, pull her out of the barrel. It was kind of surreal because we haven't had any concrete callbacks to that this season. And the flashbacks throughout were hard to watch, even though I rewatched that episode. I loved the nylon same. I I kind of want to rewatch again, only because I want to see Tim like on his hands and knees finding her. Yeah, I don't know. It was, just, it was so well done. Yeah. Like um emily also said that she loved the nylon james moments and nylon resting in the hospital uh she said i was like oh is she gonna have the baby for one second she's so adorable in her comfy maternity wear and wesley and restarting his law practice with a bang one word hot in all caps emily same we're on the same page here (laughs) yeah Wesley just looked different in this episode. I don't know if it was like the different suit or I don't know, but I was like, okay, okay, I'm here. I'm here for lawyer Wesley again. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily also said, always nice to see a Brolin takedown once in a while. This episode kind of felt like 312 in a way when everyone was at the hospital and we even got some tomorrow fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she said, can we see where this little meat cute she had with the intern goes, maybe? was nice to know and see that Lucy shared her trauma with Tamara, too, especially since it happened before they met. Um, she also said, I don't know, I might, ha- I may have to rewatch to get a better take, but while the main story was important and I think it was done well, it felt like Lucy's story got cut off in parts. felt like forever and a day that we revisited her after her watching the barrel video. I like that she was able to give herself grace, but it felt like something was missing between there. I usually try not to be so critical, but I guess it was because it was DOD that episode meant a lot to me, as I'm sure it did to many. Yeah, it definitely felt like we were missing Lucy a lot. It was like, this is a pretty big story to talk about, and we're just like not covering it. Yeah, Um, kind of maybe like a, well... I hesitate to say because I don't I don't need to see her like processing her right. trauma like but just I don't know if that was maybe the missing kind of piece like in between her watching it and then you know coming out of it I but, guess I also kind of needed like a little bit more like we yeah. had I because I tweeted that out I was like okay we have 15 minutes left where's Lucy and then we had like 10 minutes left and there was still no Lucy or something and I was like yeah it came they're, out, like it's not gonna it's, respond like, it yeah like minute minute 51 i think yeah according to my tv anyway yeah so then um emily also said she would have loved to see lucy call tim in her moments of panic or show up or her show up at his place later for a hug i can i mean i can honestly understand why they didn't they've already been there have already been a lot of callbacks to that but that was what i was imagining imagining in those moments I'm really surprised my mind went here because I've been kind of indifferent to both love and Trish so far and I can never get on board with ideas of Ashley being bad and working with Ro- Roslyn and this was before I saw other people thinking the same. I honestly thought it was a crazy idea but how did he slip up that badly? Oh I guess she met Chris. Song. Yeah I was, I was gonna, gonna say I was like seen Ashley. Whoops. 
What? I haven't seen Ashley be compared to Roslyn, but I mean, that might just be a different part of Twitter that I'm not on. So, um, yeah. but she said, how did he slip up that bad Lansing the song? It has an eerie connection to Roslyn taunting her with it in the prison. He also works with Delmont, Delmonte, who has sort of a connection to Roslyn. I mean, even though I thought it, I don't really want to go there. Re- don't really want it to go there. If they do that for the finale, I'm a little uneasy about calling back to DOD in such a large way because the episode is so special. It doesn't need a sequel, you know? Plus, if Rosalind comes back, I want it to be organic and well done, not a plot device to push Lucy and Tim together. That I agree with. Yeah. Um, it seems to be the obvious choice, but doubt they will because they haven't really been going with the obvious choices they continue to surprise me i hope they still do anyway that's my take on the episode i just spiraled um same yeah i mean i hope that they don't use like a certain plot device to push uh tim and lucy together because yeah. i don't think that it's really necessary but no yeah no. i just hope I just like how she was like I've kind of been indifferent to both love interests I mean like yeah I don't know well because we haven't seen any of Ashley in so long okay not so long but kind of yeah um but I mean she is coming back I know because uh Elena posted Mm -hmm. a couple Instagrams uh last week as well and people are like convinced that Chris is like working with or like connected to Rosalind and I don't know I guess I just don't see it maybe I'm just naive I don't don't know I don't see it either though and I watch like so many um you know like crime things or like dramatic uh like films and stuff and but yeah I just don't see it like it I don't know maybe because like the rookie is so not not so lighthearted, but like has that comedy Mm -hmm. aspect to it too i'm just like i just can't see like that shocking of a betrayal happening for lucy lisa yeah like i don't see chris being a villain but again maybe that's just me and i don't know after last night it was kind of like okay chris that was like a stupid thing to do but i don't know i mean maybe he was maybe it was just stuck in his head but like you'd have to watch the video multiple times for it to be stuck in your head I feel like and I'm sure that he had to anyway just to like get all the notes but yeah I mean if I was him and watching my girlfriend do that or even just the girl that I'm seeing like I wouldn't I wouldn't want to watch that video or question her about it Mm -hmm. yeah I don't yeah like him not being well okay I shouldn't say not being able to but choosing not to like separate personal the you know personal connection he obviously has with Lucy versus the professional like doing his job thing like obviously it got blurred like so much for them you know I mean they tried to keep it professional but obviously it got emotional yeah um yeah I just yeah that I mean because that was just like the worst thing that he could do like that's worse than the first time when I was like if he doesn't apologize I'm not you know liking him like I just yeah I just still can't believe that he did that though Mm -hmm. of all the things so um so Bonnie said that she's um 
Oh, completely soured on Chris. Yeah. Um, and if she were Lucy, he'd um, have been gone for, oh, like she would have broken up with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I was kind of surprised that she didn't confront him, but maybe that's, maybe a confrontation will happen later for another reason. I don't know. Um, she can appreciate Lucy dealing with the trauma on her own. It's a big part. It's a big part of Tim's story though, too. Um, so she's a little bit disappointed that we didn't get like a call or something. Um, Tamara and the intern were cute. Um, she just never thought that they'd revisit um, day, of death, day of Death again ever. So um, she was like surprised, but like appreciated that they did. Um, but it should have had like more of a spotlight. Yeah. Um, yeah. The hospital story was interesting, but like Lucy's storyline, like she said, drastically outperformed that one yeah I mean honestly just like just the way that Melissa like brought it like on screen was just like phenomenal so I was trying to think have they ever had another um hostage like case or episode like this um I can't think of anything well I guess the court yeah like the prisoners but i mean i like with the police with the team as a whole with the district as a whole they haven't really yeah see and like those kinds of episodes where (laughs) this sounds so bad those kinds of episodes where like everyone's held hostage kind of like that are usually my favorite because like tensions are you know high and like like high things happen yeah yeah so I feel like it could have definitely been like on its own from DOD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, she said that Lucy deserved more attention in this episode. It was a good, good one though. Um, she was kind of questioning like why bring Rosalind up now? Same, <laughs> same. Um, Cause she said that's like a big thing to do for like a one-off storyline. Um, she's kind of hoping that she'll come back. Um yeah possibly um the promo is interesting too yeah the promo is interesting too for sure um in regards to chris oh she thinks that he does deserve another chance they could have given someone or sorry could have given lucy someone a lot worse um oh that's true she says and it's pure lucy to give someone second chances and show compassion um so who knows if uh 421 will be the end for them Hmm. yeah um um another user karen kind of didn't really agree though because it like kind of it bugged her all day um same it really like i don't know why it bothered me so much it just did um she does agree though that lucy does give second chances and that um but she should have let him know how like wrong it was and not just immediately gone off um like nothing happened so she's thinking that maybe she should be having second thoughts about chris maybe she will i don't know we i don't know like how i can't think of like how lucy and chris would like break up or tim and ashley yeah so it's really like can't. 
Lucy just kind of realizing her feelings but even then I don't know how that would equate to Tim and Ashley breaking up but yeah maybe they will I don't know we'll just have to wait and see um Valerie said uh when asked you know like what are your thoughts um she said I don't know I'm having a hard time concentrating after that promo for next week same um she said okay so i appreciated that they mentioned critical stress debriefing which is a real thing but i wish they would have explained it a little bit more i'm sure most people have no idea what it is i like how they included the honor walk as well and the rest of that storyline is too overused Hmm. as far as like we had it too much i agree it didn't need to be like i don't know it felt like it was just drawn out especially them like Angela going back to Gray saying you know what we had all heard before it was like okay we already know this and then like more of the hospital being shut down I was like so you mean to tell me that like it wasn't all shut down before I don't it yeah. did kind of seem like it was repetitive in ways yeah but. like it reminded me of that one episode I think season three when Nolan was taken hostage in that truck van thing and like handcuffed and that one guy was getting um like sort of getting treatment for like cancer or something oh wasn't that the one that tim and lucy were in too or no um you know i honestly can't remember i don't know but that's just kind of where my mind went when you were saying or when valerie had said it was overused Cause it was like, he was still making demands, even though he didn't have like a lot of cards to play, you know? And I kind of felt like that's what Jonah was doing. Yeah. Cause I was so over him, like making demands. Yeah. Even when he's caused like so much pain. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, Lydia thought this was an intense episode and the tone worked um, both with the serious matter of the um, heart donor as well as the kidnapping and Lucy's trauma. She thought it was very good to learn a little bit more about how that process goes and that a tragedy can bring life to another person. Yeah. Um, I thought Wesley and Angela had some great moments. They were so, like, Bopez was good. Yeah, they, they were. were. So um, they had the fun one in the beginning and then Wesley standing up for his client was really nice to see. Um, she said, Tim and Gray were a bit underused, but a lot was going on. So it's understandable. Yeah. Gray um, the- definitely was, but Tim at <laughs> yeah. least had a role in the hostage thing. Yeah. Um, the Lucy scenes were amazing. Kudos to Melissa. Um, Tamara's new uh, love interest was cute. Um, she did miss Chenford though, but she has high hopes for the next episode. Um, she was glad that Lucy got to process um, like her trauma alone uh, instead of with Chris. She has, oh, she has a feeling that Rosalind might be back next season. Oh, there's a idea. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Could you, oh my gosh. See, now I'm getting ideas. Now I have ideas. I mean, I was going to say, how can she come back, though, and it be, like, different in a way? I guess True. just revisiting her, or maybe she gets out of jail early or something, like, yeah, overcrowding? Somehow. I don't know. 
Yeah, somehow. Because Tamara was like, she's serving four consecutive life sentences or something. Yeah. Um, I don't really know, but maybe if she had like, her, like gets her out. <laughs> oh, my God. oh God, could you imagine? Oh my God. What if she like, oh man. See, now I'm thinking like, what if like two quote unquote villains like teamed up somehow? Oh God. I thought you were going to say something different. No. (laughs) That would be, that would be chaotic. Yeah. In like a really unfortunate way, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just thinking like how they could, I don't know. I don't know how they could utilize, utilize Rosalind again. Yeah. I don't know. Um, And then Jen had said, I love Lucy getting the heel, but for me, the tone was off in the rest of the episode. It felt dark and unnecessarily depressing. I love the episodes with sunshine and lighthearted fam interaction along with crime stopping. Yeah, same. But I also just, I don't know. It's a weird part of me that I just like, like, some of the dark, just I, I watched like I watch so many documentaries and I'm, like, very, very interested in the, like, psychology part yeah. of what makes people do you know like wrong acts like yeah it just is like it's, it's so complex and like interesting to me i'll rewatch like episodes of another show that we both watch that like our friends can't do and i'm like i don't know i i don't know why i do yep. <laughs> i guess i just like it yeah in the same way yeah yeah i think i just like the like the arc you know of like yeah characters like going through something and then getting themselves like back up that hill to like get back to normal but like if it's an old episode too like you already know what's gonna happen so um but yeah no i i mean i like the sunshiny episodes too i feel like we could possibly get that next episode but then i also feel like there's gonna be a lot of angst before we get that from like Mm -hmm. nyla and james and then chenford Mm -hmm. And possibly Lopez and Balin. I mean, if next episode is focusing on Nyla and James and Chenford, like my hope is, is that we throw in Lopez and Balin too and just make it yeah. a ship heavy episode. Yeah. It'll be the best one all season long. So hopefully, I'm kind of hoping though that it's not like the season three finale though, and it was like a literal like 10 minutes or like five to seven minutes of like the wedding or something, you know? Yeah. Like, I want it to be at least like the last, like, you know, like one commercial and then the rest of the episode is like the yeah. wedding or something. Or like 15 minutes, last 15 yeah. minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like because it's not a season finale, it might not end on a cliffhanger. Yeah. But I also can see like Nyla and James. I'm putting this out into the universe again. I can see Nyla and James like, deciding that they're not going to get married and just like you know just being like oh well this is just still a party like everyone have fun and that's where the dancing and stuff comes in at um especially because we know that they were filming at like a church what like last week or something but we don't know if that's part of a case or something else but i mean it looks like it could be a wedding so I don't really see Nyla and James having the church wedding, but I guess I could kind of see it too. So, yeah. 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 Um, so, Janine 
had sent us her thoughts um, about the promo. She said, OMG Badger was in the preview. I didn't even notice that he was in the preview. Okay, I'm so sorry to Greg Grunberg. I did not realize that he was in the promo. <laughs> I'm terrible. Um, anyway. Um, and Chenford wasn't even in that scene. No. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was Nyla saying, yeah, so I'm engaged now. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, Nyla's proposal to James, that's the sweetest. And we're finally gonna get our Chenford dance um yeah and we know that it's happening because we saw the twirl we saw the him twirl. spin her don't even get me started oh my god that was like the first thing that you text me in all caps I and I was did. like please I was hold I am literally just processing for everything <laughs> well because I mean that like you know because like I had coined the term of like Lucy has like a Tim twirl from like 311 and 314 that she kind of like does the half spin after he's like mm-hmm. done complimenting her right but then it's like an actual like twirl yeah like, i'm just having a time um yeah i told you i was having a meltdown i'm having a meltdown guys it's <laughs> fine it's fine um janine liked this episode but had a few like mixed reviews um she said the beginning was heart-wrenching um and it was um, sad that um, that we had Lucy having to give her statement and go over everything uh, for the trial. She found it very ironic that Tim was not involved in one of the biggest storylines that really, oh, that really made people believe that there was more to Tim and Lucy's relationship. Yeah, that's kind of fair when you put it that way. Yeah, because it was like a pivotal moment for them. Um, yeah, she said, Janine said his, um, Chris's attitude seemed very harsh and like it was him being like insensitive and it was making her think that he was like kind of a, vil- a villain or a villainous character. Um, but she just thinks that that was like, is just him being stupid. Um, Lucy saw the video for the first time, which uh, threw her. She thought that she had already seen it. Yeah, I kind of just assumed that she had watched it. I don't know. Did you assume that? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, I guess I just kind of assumed that she had watched it or. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Because especially in 301, Janine said when Rosalind confronted her about it um, and like about the video and sang the song and that you know Tim was her fierce protector yeah um Lucy's a badass though and she doesn't need protection um but the fact that Tim stuck up for her in 301 it would have been nice to have him there for her or to like call for her to call him and let him know what happened she thinks that Lucy forgave Chris too easily but um Janine said that she was proud that um Lucy realized that she didn't need to testify to prove anything. Yeah. Like I said, it was just a nice moment for her to like just realize that like she can handle it. Right. And, like, go on. Um, Tim and John and Angela working together was great. Um, she loved listening to how Tim was um, 
like giving comforting advice to John after the um, uh, fatal uh, car crash. And she believes that he like respects him like more and more as like their interactions continue. Yeah, because Tim was like, remember the first time when they were paired up and he was like, I was that yeah that was the episode when John was like who goes first and Tim's like I do <laughs> like yeah. he didn't want him to get a word in like he was very like you're gonna shut up and listen yeah um or no you know what it was the earthquake episode I'm dumb um <laughs> sorry that was yeah, that's right. the earthquake episode yeah Joel McHale uh-huh. yeah Tim was very much like shut up you're gonna listen to me because yeah. <laughs> he was running down the um the things that you do for like when you're protecting a witness yep yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah they have come a long way they really have tim um, in general has come a long way though oh yeah like you want like award for best character development like yeah tim <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um can nyla and james be any cuter <laughs> no they can't um one thing that um that oh that we didn't get to know is the baby okay (laughs) oh my god Janine's like we know her prostate is (laughs) god yeah um she loves how Nyla uh jumps in no matter the circumstances to protect like innocent people and the biggest um shocker was the guy who disrupted and corrupted the hospital computers was not working alone yeah I was like wait what they're throwing in another twist <laughs> like he has partners that locked him out of the system like I was just I was like really yeah really um yeah so those were Janine's thoughts yeah so I mean if you've made it to the end of this episode like <laughs> congrats because i feel like it's been so long um but yeah there was just a lot to cover this week um and next week i have no doubt that there's gonna be a lot more to cover um but in the meantime you guys can find us on twitter at the shop talk pod underscore or email us at shop talk the rookie podcast at gmail.com to with all of your thoughts um you can find us individually on twitter as well i'm at jstark804 and i'm at gary hyman and we're gonna be celebrating the week just you know what celebrating a year of shop talk um we've got a t public store i've come up with a few new shirt ideas i just need to like design them um but yeah so in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter, just clowning around over Chenford. Um, literally, that's probably all I will be tweeting about. Literally, I, I have no shame. So, I mean, like within the first hour of the episode being done, like people had already gifted so mm-hmm. that it was like the 314, like Chen Sabian yeah. Ants and the promo. Like we haven't even seen the episode yet and we're yeah. just like clowns. Yeah. Um, Tumblr works quickly. But yeah, yeah. Once again, thank you so much for all of your support. We couldn't do this without you. Um, and we'll be back next week to discuss 418, aka the Chenford episode of it all. So bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Go get them, boo.